You're listening to the Mobcast Network. So before I start the show, um, I want to say that Stephanie and I are recording today on a very special day. Today, we, we always record our show on Tuesdays, and today is Tuesday, October 8th. And so you know, I know you're listening in on the 10th, but we recorded two days because, you know, you got to edit and stuff. Well, five years ago today on the 8th, uh, that's when I started recording my very first podcast, the Weekly Mopcast, which was used to be the kind of, it was like this show got combined with two shows. The cult meetings are much like the old Weekly Mopcast, which I love. But Steph joined us uh, later on. You can talk. Oh, I'm sorry. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I joined you. Uh, as soon as you got back, back from West, West Virginia, right, West Virginia. so um, a few I, years ago, uh, I got the idea to start um, podcasting while I was up in uh, college, and we had a. I went to a small historically black college, West Virginia State University, outside of Charleston, West Virginia. Uh, go State or Go Yellow Jackets, <laughs> whichever one you want to go. We always said Go State, um, and uh, we had a radio lab. With uh, like a full broadcast booth and stuff. I mean, you've been there. You've seen yeah, it. Yeah, it was awesome. And um, we couldn't use it because we didn't have an FCC license. So they only used it for projects. So just for, you know, and it got used maybe twice a semester. So we uh, we invaded and started using So me and uh, my first co-host was Aaron Lynch Kelly. I reached out to him today on Facebook and was like, oh, my God, can you believe it's five years? He's like, no, I feel so old. And I didn't even think about how old now I feel. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, f- uh, so. Uh, today is when we recorded the first uh, podcast. Tomorrow's technically when it aired, so tomorrow's technically the Mopcast Network's birthday. That's awesome! Five Happy years, birthday! Five years. Can you believe it? And look, I know we've been haven't been consistently on the air for five years, but we're doing a lot better now. Uh, I looked at it; we've had over seventy five thousand downloads in the five years. That's and, awesome! And um, produced over three hundred and. 50 podcasts in that time that's so, amazing I'm very you know especially for you know people from Alabama by way of West Virginia and making a little podcast and so so thank you to all for listening to us for the last five years and uh, if you're new there's a whole library of stuff you can listen to that we've got so that's for sure uh, but uh, nostalgia aside let's get on with the show all right well Welcome to the Cult Movie Cantina. This podcast takes a look at our favorite cult films, introduces them to someone who hasn't seen them. She's not here this week. Pairs them with a great alcoholic beverage. I'm here. <laughs> and then we talk about it. That's me. This week we watched the 1990 uh, film Night of the Living Dead. I'm your Native American pop culture spirit guide, and I'm joined... Uh, Scotty, I forgot to put my name on this list. Again, I'm your Native American pop culture spirit guide, Scotty. Guy, uh, and uh, I'm joined by... Uh, your facilitator of fun and your lady of libations, Stephanie. We have an action-packed show for you, but first... 
But first, if you'd like to follow us, uh, you can find us on any fine podcast app, including Spotify, by by spurching. Don't spurch spurch on it. it. Don't spurch. Spurch. By searching for the Mopcast Network. You can find us on YouTube at the Mopcast Network, where we have our podcast, movie reviews, mashups, and short films waiting for you to enjoy. So subscribe and set the alert so you don't miss anything. You you can see my uh, newest review on on Joker. Oh yeah, yeah. Which Great I missed. Movie. It was it was good. I I missed that we couldn't get together for that. Yeah, we couldn't get together. I did watch it Sunday with my mom. Oh, how'd your mom like it? She loved it. Um, sounds like um, you like yeah. your mom. We could Joker, yeah. a movie good enough for your mom. That's right. Uh, if you want to find uh, more about the Cult Movie Cantina, you can join us at our Facebook page at facebook.com/slash Cult Movie Cantina. There you can find out the latest movie news, see trailers, play games such as Wrong Title Only, and caption this. You know what? This week I did not do a Wrong Title Only. I didn't see one. I didn't do it. Uh, uh-huh. Kickstarter, man. It's got me obsessed. Uh, talk to other cultists and find out in, if and when we're doing a live show near you. Oh, and guess what? We are. <laughs> Speaking of live shows, you can find us at Horror Graw. The Halloween Festival on October 26th and 27th. We'll have a table where you can meet meet us, chat with us. Plus, we'll have some cool swag to give out, chance to win cool prizes. We'll also be recording a live cult movie cantina episode and also hosting a horror-themed version of our game show, hashtag, hashtag. Maybe. Which, maybe, <laughs> which I am the current empress of. Yeah, you know, uh, we, we're running some... It's, it's a, it's we a, may or may not do that one. But if we don't do it, then we'll do, we'll be doing it soon. We're, there, we're, we're, there, will be, there will be two shows. We'll yeah. do a cult movie candy and something else. We're, we're definitely doing we're, a live podcast. There's a lot of mo- moving pieces with the hashtag, hashtag. They're just not moving together. And so it's just everyone's busy. So we're just going to get everyone done. <laughs> get ready, but we'll get it done. We will entertain you. Also, that's at uh, Gamers and Geeks. That's where we record. That's right. I uh, will be there on Saturday. I yeah, can't be there on Sunday. Because she's going to be a witch. I'm going to be a witch. My friend Mike Oming has a comic on Kickstarter called The After Realm. It's an ongoing 48-page fantasy series about an elf escaping from her world after Ragnarok. Mike, you may know, is an uh, Eisner and Harvey Award-winning artist, uh, best known for the co-creator of Powers. Powers had a show on PlayStation Network. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, he writes. It, he does it with. Um, he he d- does the art and is written by Brian Michael Bendis. And everyone knows the famous Brian Michael Mendes. He's been everywhere. He's also known for working on Thor, Red Sonja, and a bunch of other cool stuff. Uh, I've been equating with Mike for years, and I have an awesome picture of his wife, Taki, with a sandwich I took at Dragon Con like in 2010. It's one of my favorite sandwiches. It makes me, uh, One of my favorite pictures. It makes me happy. The sandwich was pretty good, too. <laughs> However, you can back the Kickstarter by searching for uh, After Realm, or you can check our show notes, because our show notes are awesome. You should always check our show notes. Absolutely. Uh, so this week, we looked at the remake of Night of the Living Dead. Because um, it's interesting and no one really talks about it. It's the it's almost forgotten. Most people there's been a lot of remakes of Night of the Living right, Dead, and this right. is this is I think the truest. Um, because everyone who was pretty much everyone who was involved in the first one is involved in this one, right? And so that's what's kind of cool. So well, we're gonna listen, play um, play the trailer now. They came to pay their respects. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Why do you have to be so cruel? What? Show some respect. Now, they're running for their lives. A biologist in Stockton, California have released reports focusing on the phenomenon, specifically on that trance-like state. Every shelter is becoming a trap. Are you sure we're going to be all right? Cooper, you got to help me out! 
out. Don't stop no matter what happens. It's just another dead end. They're coming right for us. George Romero's Night of the Living Dead. And that was Night of the Living Dead. That's what we're that's what we're talking about. Da, da, da. Oh, what how craziness that is. Um Night of the Living Dead came out, as I said, in nineteen ninety. It was directed by Tom Savini, who is predominantly known as a special effects wizard. Uh, yes, I am a huge fan of his. I am too, Savini. You know, you know how I am with my uh special effects. Have you ever met him? I have not met him. I have I have followed him and his work, but I have yet to meet him. So I have met him a couple of times. Mm. He came to South Alabama and did his lecture. Oh my gosh. And so I called his lecture and met him there. And then that was 2008 or 2009. And then uh, 2010, uh, we went to Dragon Con and saw him Dragon Con. If I can find the picture, I've got it somewhere, but I've got a picture of him choking mop. The oh, mop that's doll. awesome. So, so, <laughs> you know, I walked up to people back then and was like, will you take a picture of my doll? It's creepy. <laughs> it worked. It's written by George A. Romero. Uh, it was based on an early script by Romero and John Russo, uh, who wrote, they both wrote the original. So Joe, George went back and rewrote the, that script. Stars Tony Todd. I oh, love Tony, Tony Todd. Todd. Tony oh. so good. He's not only the candy man, he's a Klingon. He's I just, know, he's Kern. And he's, I love Tony he, Todd. Tony Todd's great. He plays Ben. Tony Todd, side note, uh, besides the Star Trek world, during his Star Trek work, stars in my favorite episode of Deep Space Nine. Oh, is that the one with, um, oh, what's the name of that episode? I know which one you're talking about. It's where... I like how she's she's you can't see what she's pointing like I'm she's pointing. Gonna, it's like she's gonna grab the answer out of the air. It's like when they're like either in the past or in the future. Yeah, there's a guy. Yeah. It's called the visitor. And yeah, it's, the visitor. That's uh, it. it. Follows. Uh, Thank you. I was trying to remember the name of it. It follows uh, Jake Jake Cisco after his father Benjamin says, who's the captain of the show vanishes in subspace, and so he's trying to spend his life to trying to rescue him. Right. And so um, Tony Jones plays the older Jake Cisco, and it's just absolutely brilliant. Uh, Patricia Tellman as Barbara has Tom Tolls uh, as uh, Harry Cooper, William Butler as Tom, uh, Katie Finneran as Judy Rose, which is the worst name ever. Please don't name your children that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, McKean Anderson as um, Helen Cooper. Yeah, are you ready for the sermon? I'm ready for the sermon. Brothers and sisters, gather round. It's time for the sermon. Preach. Meet Barbara. Her and her brother Johnny are driving through a rural Pennsylvania cemetery. They bicker and fight. Johnny's kind of a jerk trying to scare Barbara for no apparent reason. They're coming to get you, Barbara. (laughs) They run into an old guy who is very apologetic and looks kind of out of it. And when they try to help him, they're attacked by... Well, they don't say it in the movies, but I'm going to say it because it's a lot easier for me for these descriptions. They're attacked by a zombie. Right. Or the living dead. Yes, or the living. Zombie's just quicker to say. Uh, there's a bit of a struggle between the three, and Johnny's killed when he falls and breaks his neck. Barbara escapes. So let's talk about this for a second. <laughs> I just want to say that her brother um, got what he deserved right, <laughs> right off the bat. So that's uh, Bill Mosley, and he's uh, most famous for being, most recently, in the, 
He's in the Devil's Rejects and the uh, the most recent uh, Three from Hell. Rob right. Zombie. He's in also in um, what's the first one? Uh, House of Thousand Corpses. Right. He's in Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two, and he's that, done a lot of horror roles. Right. And so he comes in and he comes in and do this great cameo. He's really good at it for just. He's such a jerk. Johnny is he's such, a, such ju- a jerk. I don't get why he's a jerk too. He's just like he just sees it. They're going to, um, to go visit. It looks like their mother. Yeah, their mother. You know, so here she is. She looks like she has you know a thing with cemeteries. She doesn't like cemeteries, and he is teasing her the whole time. I know your m- mother worked at a cemetery. Did I used to. You, too. I thought yeah. you did too. I think when I first met you, you were working at the cemetery. Yep. So cemeteries never scared you. No, I'm. I when I was um, a kid, I've always been fascinated with them. I used to live down this. I used to live um, in a place that on one side of my house was this old cemetery, and the other side of my house was a cornfield. So, <laughs> yes. So growing up in an area like that, uh, no, not a whole lot scares me. I'm sorry. So uh, cemeteries didn't scare me. Um, however, I do have a Scotty was scared in a cemetery story once. Do you really? Yeah, so uh, my mother and my grandmother and I and my father went to visit my grandfather's grave. And this uh-huh. was like in the 80s. I have I was eight or nine years old and have been well versed in zombie movies. Right. So I had done seeing the original Night and Dawn and Day by then and probably Return of the Living Dead. So I, and whatever cheesy B-horror mm-hmm. film zombie movie you could get off the shelves at um, our local video mart. And um, I remember we're all, it's very quiet and we're very solemn because we're looking at this. I never met my grandfather. He died before I was born. Right. But it's my mother's father and, and of course, my grandmother's husband. And they're, we're just looking quietly and solemn. And, and then I felt something grab my ankle and I near about wet myself. What was it? <laughs> I jumped so high. It was my dad who <laughs> stepped back behind me and leaned down before I didn't see him because I was all, right. in, I was in the moment. He went and grabbed my ankle like it, like something come out of the ground That's to get me. Hilarious. I screamed. I nearly wet myself. I oh will never God. forget that. That's hilarious. Oh man. <laughs> Thanks. Now Dad. I've always liked him. I used to hang out in cemeteries when yeah. I was younger. I, I, I actually could totally Just see that. Just for fun. Yeah. Um, this fight scene is uh, ridiculous, especially how Johnny dies because it's special effects wizard. Tom Savini sometimes doesn't get it all right. And I understand it's a hard effect because right. all the effects in here are practical. Right. Then which, which is fine. But go back and watch it and try to catch it in slow-mo because you'll actually see the mannequin fall and then the mannequin neck break. <laughs> it's very, very, it's like, I'm a human being. Suddenly I'm in Kmart. And it's, <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's just, uh uh, there's some other, there's some really cool zombies in here too. There's the the, the, the most interesting one is the uh, Y autopsy with the, with the autopsy cut. Oh yeah, I like that. I, I mean, it's authentic. They had um yeah that's the one where the suit was just kind of sewn on them like the one piece that was coming off from the front. Right. Um, and then um, of course further on down the road they had you know like naked zombies and. <laughs> A lot of booty, there was a lot of booty zombie shots in this Booty one. zombie. Booty zombie! Uh, Barbara tries to get to her car, but that doesn't work. Zombies are all... Um, it just gets ugly. That, that was, wasn't her car, though. I it, was, it was Johnny's car, right? Or just a car? No, the car that she got into, I think, was a hearse or something. No, or it was no, a, it was station wagon. Yeah, station wagon. That's what it was. 
But there's no keys. Yeah, she couldn't find the keys. That's what it was. She couldn't find the keys. <clears throat> After failing to using the car, more zombies show up around the cemetery. Come for her in the world's worst recruiting attempt for a club. <laughs> yeah, right. China, Legion. Um, she runs through the woods. She finds a farmhouse and she goes to find refuge there. She mostly freaks out. Is attacked by a big old bald zombie and she defeats it. She leaves the house, still freaking out to see Ben driving up in his car, and he plows right into another zombie. So, Ben helps Barbara with her zombie problems, and they start boarding up the, uh, the house. He talks about how the city, he was in the city, and things got out of hand, and so he ran and jumped his truck and drove, hit, drove here. Yeah, it was like in a diner when it happened. Yeah, he was in a diner when it, when it was happening. Radio in the truck. All I heard was trash talk. Same as always. People trying to sound like they know what's going on. They don't really know shit. Same as always. One guy saying it's escaped prisoners on the loose from up in Hennessy. Another guy saying it's some kind of chemical spill making everybody go crazy. They don't know shit. How do they explain a man walking around with his neck broken? A man shot full of holes and still coming at you. Down in Evans City, out for a good time with their guns and their six packs. Assholes trying to round them up and put them in the back of trucks. Like they know what they're gonna do with them. They had 10, 20 of them in the back of this panel truck. They opened the door to let another one in. I'm spilling out of there. Like bugs. Watching him put put on. I like that he was describing like I saw them uh, put them in panel trucks. Right. And when we went to put another one in, they all jumped out. I was right. like, I would have loved to have seen that, but I think my visual is would be much better. Is what I see in my head. It's, it's smart. It's smart to tell us that. Right. You know, in film they tell you to uh, show not tell, but sometimes telling works out. Um. While they're boarding up the place, we find more survivors hiding in the basement. We meet Harry Cooper. His wife, his wife, Helen, and her daughter, and their daughter, Sarah. Harry is just the worst. Oh, he's he's horrible. He's just, I thought Johnny was a jerk. This dude's just an asshole. What's happening? They decided to stay upstairs. What about us? It's safer down here. What about Sarah? It's safer down here, Helen. How many people are up there? There's two more. And they've got the gun. No, they've got two guns. They might have a hundred guns for all I know, but it doesn't matter because it's safer down here! We're going up. We've got to get help for Sarah. I'm not opening that door, Helen, and neither are you. And if you try, so help me out. You what?! None of those yo-yos has a car! 
Like, yeah. I mean, he's just a major ass. Like, oh, don't forget about the young couple. All right, I'm getting to it. Okay. Just, we pause to talk about I'm Harry because we. He's awful. Um. He. Yeah. He's terrible. Uh, he's like that guy who's like upper middle management. Mm-hmm. He. I mean, he's got a little. Obviously, they have a little money because she's got pearls and stuff. Yeah. But <clears throat> I mean, so. He's also way way dressed up. I don't know where they were on on their way to because they look like they were on to a more formal event. Yeah, they look like they were going going or coming from dinner. Yeah, or but but not like the daughter a, was sick, yeah. so I don't know. Well, she got bitten. That's why she was sick. Oh, I didn't realize she got. Yeah, bitten. So she got bitten. We uh, he say he says I missed that one of those crazy guys bitter. And oh. That's what he says. How's she get hurt? One of those people bitter on the arm. Uh, oh, speaking of which, uh, Helen is caring for their daughter who was bitten by one of the zombies and isn't doing well. We also meet Tom and Judy Rose, quote unquote, teenage lovers. Something like that. I say possibly cousins. There's no way they're not cousins. <laughs> I, I have to agree with you. Um, and, uh, I, there's no way they're, they're, they're teenagers too. They don't look young to me. No. They don't look like teenagers to me. I don't know how old they were when they, they were cast. They look like early 20s. Early 20s tops. Because yeah. there's a whole thing about Judy Rose and driving. And it's like, yeah, Judy Rose has been driving cars since she was a kid. I'm like. Trucks. She, you know, driving trucks since she was a kid. I'm like, yeah, but she's got to have a license, right? She's, she's, she's old enough to have a license. Well, I think they were concerned about it being a stick or whatever. I don't know. I know. The way I took it, she was just like, she's been driving. She knows how to drive. <laughs> she can drive. Tom, let's go. It's you and me. Coming with you. I can drive. No, Judy Rose, you're staying here. No, somebody's got to drive. Somebody's got to do the gas and somebody's got to ride shotgun. That means three of us goes out. Tommy, tell them I know how to drive. I can do it, Tommy. Your daddy's got trucks. She's been driving since she was little. All right. That is awesome. Sorry, my phone went off and it was the uh, alert that uh, we have to record today. <laughs> Thank you, Google. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, so Harry wants to stay in the basement. Ben says that's a death trap. Uh, Tom is a nephew of the guy who owns the the house. That's Uncle Ray Reege. You know the bald zombie Barbara killed. Oh, and he has a gas pump locked up, and they need to find the key. So Operation board up the windows and doors and find the key compromises. Uh, Judy Rose also freaks out a bit because Barbara starts uh, freaking out less and becoming. Sarah Connor. Oh yeah, which I love. By I the too. way, it was like, but they were they were like, we have to have one woman freak out in this movie. I don't remember now. I may have, you know, I my mind wanders. <laughs> yes, and I know. So I've, I've known I'm, you for a long time. I'm watching the movie, and I could have sworn she had a dress on when they were in the cemetery. She does. So she has a dress on in the cemetery. And then all of a sudden, I noticed she did not have a dress on, but so, I don't remember her changing. So in her transformation from, from freak out girl, uh-huh. because Judy Rose shows up, and Judy Rose is the new freak out, because right. Judy Rose freaks out a lot, um, she gets pants. And, and she, a tank top. And over the tank top she had, yeah. she takes, when she takes off her blouse, she has a undershirt. Right. And then she's got... Um, but she get, finds pants that fit her well enough, and that's and so yeah. she, she takes off the skirt and then she puts on the pants. Wow! While she's arming herself with she's the old, pretty, old yeah. Tommy gun, and then she's badass. And she so the moment she becomes Sarah Connor, <laughs> and she's really good with the gun. Like we didn't know she was good with, and she's yeah. like she can't miss. <laughs> she's like dead, dead in the head shot. Just, just, uh, just it's fantastic. Is it really? So, uh, 
to sum- I'm summarizing this one quicker. Uh, hey, look, keys are found. Sarah Connor kills a lot of zombies. Barbara turns out to be the best at shooting zombies real good. <laughs> she shoots the neighbor, Mr. Magruder, and, well, that just freaks out Judy Ro- Rose, who's still having trouble adjusting to this. Reach. They're dead, but they're coming right for us. No, that's impossible. That just can't be. Grab him, bro. <laughs> we'll throw him up and out the window. Losing it, girl. You are losing it. You think so? Whatever I lost, I lost a long time ago, and I do not plan on losing anything else. You can talk to me about losing it when you stop screaming at each other like a bunch of two-year-olds. Trust me, she'll adjust soon. Ben, Tom, and Judy Rose. Who's been driving since she's a little girl? Get in Ben's truck with uh, Barbara shooting zombies from the house. Uh, the plan is to go after the uh, the gas pump. They, they they can unlock it. Right. Ben is slung off the truck, and he's off fighting zombies when the others get to the gas pump. But, oh, no, the keys are wrong. So Tom uses that education and uses a shotgun as a lock pit, and things get all explodey. Yeah, they do. What an, what an idiot. <laughs> Judy Rose and Tom were killed and eaten. Proof zombies like chicken fried people. Yes, they do. They, did. they were pretty crispy. Barbecued. Ben fights his way back to the house using his zombie foo because it's pretty much just street fighting his way through that. But things aren't going well there. Harry is taking Barbara's gun and downstairs the little girl Sarah is now a zombie and she kills her mom real good. We'll talk about that too in a second. Mm-hmm. There's a shootout between Ben and Harry. There's more shooting goes on when Harry won't shoot a zombie kid. Ben's mortally wounded. Harry's wounded and escapes to the attic. Barbara has had enough of all of this, and she just takes her chances and goes outside. She's like, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> she promises to come back, but she's like, I'm out. Uh, uh, but she uh, she decides to take her chances outside because, as she puts it, zombies are slow. They're so slow. We could just walk right past them. We wouldn't even have to run. We could just walk right past them. We can just walk past them. Which was the truth. She <laughs> would just walk by and stare at him. Walk by and stare at him. Uh, ben makes his way to the basement. Uh, he shot up real good. Finds uh, radio, listens to what's going on. It's here we hear the date for the first time, and it's important to me. August 23rd, 1989, which is the day of my brother Paul's birthday. Aww. And the day before mine. Right. Yeah, it's complicated. I'm not going to explain it. Paul would be celebrating his 11th. I would be going for my 12th. Capable of inflicting damage on people. 
they got that right too. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, well, birthdays aside, Ben finds the keys and laughs until we fade to black. Barbara finds some rednecks who take her who takes her in. She camps with them and wakes up in a jeep and watches how terrible rednecks are to zombies. Oh my gosh, I. <laughs> The whole movie, I, I'm, so I just have to talk about sure the way I felt watching this. Up until the redneck part, I'm like, okay, for 1990, this is not a bad zombie flick. No, no, it's like it's it's pretty good. And I, you know, in my mind, I'm I am now comparing it to The Walking Dead because I <laughs> number one just watched it Sunday night the the premiere the premiere, and I mean. The special effects are really good on The Walking Dead. Right. And I know that the special effects were not going to be that good in this one. But they weren't bad. No, no, they were good. It was really good. The makeup was really good. It's all practical and they look dead. Right. So I I really enjoyed the movie. And and it was believable for a zombie movie up until The Rednecks. (laughs) And I'm sitting here going, really? (laughs) This is how you want to end this movie? Well, there's Rednecks in... Well, there's rednecks in the original too, and then there's rednecks in there's a redneck scene in the the beginning of Dawn of the Dead as well. It's crazy. And so apparently, I mean, this is one as a they're kid, like yeehaw, let's play with the zombies, right? So this is as a kid, I learned that there's rednecks outside of like yeah Alabama. I, you know, growing up in the South, we know rednecks. I mean, I watched, I could totally relate. I could see us doing that down here. You know. Oh uh, well. But I mean, come on, you know somebody up in Wilmer, oh, yeah. just straight well, up. I don't. I mean, I know people in Wilmer would. I don't personally <laughs> know anybody in Wilmer. <laughs> uh, so where was I? Yes. Yeah, so she camps with uh, with the rednecks, wakes up in a jeep, and find, watches out how terrible rednecks are to zombies. She takes them to the house where they start clearing up all the dead guys. They find zombie Ben in a basement and shoot him up poorly. The redneck with a machine gun is terrible at it. He just shoots like across the wall and then shoots the guy in the head. He just it's it's bad. A wounded Harry Cooper shows up and is excited that Barbara came back, but she just shoots him in the head because he's well, an, he's an asshole. He's the worst. She tells the rednecks uh, another one for the fire. The end. Bum bum bum. And then they had some redneck family photos. They at did. The end. Yeah, they did a weird photo montage of yeah. just all the zombies in the end. It was really interesting. <laughs> So there's a lot to unpack here. So uh, I went through this summary pretty fast because I just wanted so we could go back and talk to some stuff. Um, I, I agree wholeheartedly that I, the uh, special effects and the makeup was phenomenal. Uh, there was they did a zombie call for this one. Uh, you know they put in the paper you want to be right. a zombie, and they had so many people show up, and so they just they just do as many people as they could. And so there's a scene, some notable zombies. There's a the, there's a scene midway through the movie where this old lady's just walking and she and she's an old zombie and she walks right. past the house pauses looks at the house and looks at the camera and looks that's the lady who owned the house oh god that's awesome that's her house and so she's like she's like yeah. let, you know you know let him use it of course you know she's gets paid. to be a zombie and they're like we'll make you a zombie the the zombie that uh she kills after she kills mr magruder uh-huh. the skinny weird bald looking guy yeah right was Tom Savini's cab driver. He looked weird, and Tom Savini was like, you got to be able to move my movie. Oh, my God. And apparently, I was watching the documentary, which I'm going to post on, on the show notes. 
Uh, he was chasing. Um, he was following Patricia. Uh, uh, the lady who plays Barbara. Tell right. Patricia Tallman, and was saying, "I'm going to get you, Barbara. I'm going to get you." And she was like, "I'm not sure if he really meant it or not. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's just really, really into it." That's weird. Um, there's so much going on. So. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to, but okay. First of all, I like the movie. Okay. I think it's, I think it's I think it's a I think it's a worthy s- remake of Night. I enjoyed it. I, yeah. And it's and the only reason why it exists is because no one made money off Night and everybody didn't even make some money off the property. So right. they made a new version of it because anybody can make their own version now because it's not of right. it's not a copyright. So they were trying to use it to regain copyright. And it didn't work. So you know we could all make there's a, that's why there's tons of Knights of the Living Dead out there. There's a colorized version and, and like a new version and a 3D and it's just yeah the uh, 3D one has the actual old one playing in the background. That's crazy. It's really meta and it doesn't make a lot of sense. But and then I was involved in a steampunk comic project. The guy who was running that project did an animated one where he got artists to animate different scenes. Oh, okay, just any way they could and put it together. So it's done. Uh, you know, Return of the Living Dead reanimated. I think it's called. Oh, that's cool. If I can find a trailer, I'll post it. Um, I'm not sure about the solutions uh, they, they 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 pose here. I I am with Barbara at the beginning of this movie. They are slow. Yeah. You could just walk past them. Well, you know the commercial that they're doing right now, and I, I think it's a Geico commercial. I could be wrong. It seems or it seems like it's an insurance commercial, right? About these uh, teenagers, and they're like. Oh, let's go up to the attic. Oh, no, yeah, it's let's Geico. Go yeah, it's base. Geico. They're yeah. running let's out of Let's go to the basement. Why don't we just go in the running car? <laughs> no, are you crazy? We'll hide behind the wall of chainsaws. Yeah, it's like really bad decisions. When it was, to me, they, they would have done better had they just, you know, left the house on foot. All right, let's just walk. Or take the, take the you know... The five miles on fumes. I mean, yeah, take date the truck as far as you can take it, and then do what you can. But they were very slow. I mean, I, I get you because the the problem is is that there's only a, you know as the night progresses there there's only a few, and then it gets more and more, right. and and then the more and more they're the ones who break into the house. Well, after it's all boarded right. up, because it's like the on, herd. The herd can can get you. The, the 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 few can't do anything really. You can handle them. Absolutely, grab the guns, take them, and you know, take your chances. I also was surprised. That, so, there's a it's a farmhouse with a barn and everything and a gas pump, but no vehicles of any kind. I thought that was really strange too. No. Unless the people left. Well, no, because no, they no, were yeah, no. Re- Uncle Region, uh, yeah, right. the cousin was uh, was up there because Uncle Reed turned died, yeah, and turned yeah, into yeah. zombie. And, and I don't know why there weren't any vehicles. You know, ate, ate his bizarre. cousin, and uh, right, it's just weird. Um, I don't know it's a, a weird little movie. I there's some some there's some there's always some holes I think in these well, yeah, there's some, movies, right? But there's I mean, I know they're really trying to keep the I mean it's very claustrophobic and they do a pretty mm-hmm. good job. Until they decide not to and go outside. There's right. that whole scene where they're when Ben is kung fuing his way back from them. It's good. It's good, right. but it's like the drama's in the house, and so I really wanted Michonne to show up and start using her katana on everybody. That would have been awesome. That would have that would have made it for me. Michonne would have would have fit right on in in that. She just took care of them all. So, but yeah, I liked the movie. It was. I hate that I missed the watch party because I think 
I would have enjoyed. Yeah, it we did. Even yeah, so more. yeah, this was our first watch watch party on um, Facebook. Uh, we Facebook from the Cult Movie Cantina group, and we had fun. We we had about. I think overall we had like ten people come come filter through. Yeah, I watched um, as much as I could without volume because I was at rehearsal. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm kind of backstage watching, reading the comments. Yeah, the comments were fun. They um, were fun. Um, I like to point out. So I watched this movie because I own it on DVD, and I recommend. Okay, so first of all, I recommend if you um, if you like this movie, buy it on DVD because of the commentary. The director's commentary is phenomenal. It's oh, Tom okay. Savini just talking about it, and so Tom Savini's not talking about it as a director; he's talking about it as a special effects guy because that's his interest. He's—I mean—he's a director, but he's like, "This is how we did this effect, and this is how we did this effect." So my and my right. favorite little tidbit was this. So the beginning of the movie, when Barbara's running away from the the um, cemetery into the farmhouse, there's a wide shot and her, and she's barefoot because she left her shoes behind, right. and so she's barefoot. And then the way he was explaining is like, so it's it was all on flat grass when she was starting to run, but when she gets to the barn, it's all rock. Oh, no. And so what they did was they just tilted the camera up so you don't see her feet, and there's a moment where she's, she catches her breath, and while she's catching her breath, she's putting on slippers. Oh, nice. And now, since I've seen been told that, and so go back and watch it, you can watch her feet, and you can totally watch her put her on slippers. Uh, <laughs> and it's, but, it's, but like before I never noticed it And it's not really that noticeable But now that you're looking, yeah, for, you're you're looking it, for it I can't unsee it It makes me giggle every time I see it It's like oh she's got shoes now she's good And uh, the next, the rest of the shots are above her, her, her uh, knees So you can't see that she's wearing slippers That's awesome So special effects magic Um, I, I, I just think I still think that Tom and Judy Rose are cousins There's no way they're not cousins <laughs> They're probably part of that whole redneck clan at the other mo- end of the movie. Uh, yeah, right. It reminded me a little bit of, and here I, I'm going back to The Walking Dead, but when um, um, the governor was in charge right. and they would have the ring fighting with the zombies. Did you see that scene? Yeah, yeah, I saw that scene. Okay. So you know how they would do the ring fighting. Yeah, and then they, And then they would do... They they would pretty much torture the zombies, right? As as well, you know. So it was. Yes, because at the end of the movie, you've got zombies. They've got yeah. They built it from a tree. Yeah, yeah. They've got uh, the bunch of them. They did uh, they did they they put them in a ring and they were fighting them, which was precarious. I don't know about I don't know how how drunk I could be to do that. (laughs) And then they hung up. They strung up a bunch from a tree and were shooting with bows and arrows until the end. They figured they'd shoot them with guns. Like rednecks, rednecks are terrible zombies. Like like rednecks are like the natural enemy of the zombies. Right, right, pretty much. We need that movie, Redneck versus Zombie, <laughs> <laughs> or that game. I, I play both. I both. I won't copyright that if no one has it yet. That would be great. So start making zombies versus red, rednecks versus zombie would be fun. By the way, I watched this movie this morning oh, while cool. I was drinking my coffee. Oh, that's cool. So first thing in the morning, woke up. Popped on a zombie flick. <laughs> Sounds like about you, anyway. Yeah. So do you have a you know you being having a background in ma- and, and makeup and a, and, a, and a joy of it? Mm-hmm. Do you have a an, a favorite effect or makeup or zombie look good or something um, that j- st- jumps out at you? I mean, I, all the zombie make the of course watching this whole thing. I'm looking, um, watching a lot of it, and of course I could be wrong, but a lot of it looked that it um there's a good bit done without prosthetics so just really good makeup right and um i really love that because uh that is something that um 
I can utilize in the future on a project that I'm not going to talk about right I, now. I understand. And um, so I was paying close attention to that, um, you, you know, utilizing that. And then the, uh, you know, the effects of, you know, being shot and the, the oozing. Right. And, and that is just really, really cool. And then, of course, um, the super secret scenes that you sent me, yeah, was, you know, had better effects, I thought. Yeah, talk about that in the yeah. apocryphal. So, but yeah, I was mostly paying attention to the uh, actual makeup right. details. So because um, my, to my, use for later. My favorite zombie in it is the one that's, that uh, Ben hits with his truck. I love that effect. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah. So, you know, so they, they have, you know, Tony Town in a truck. And he's speeding down to get the camera on the like a POV perspective. Right. Like they just waylay this dummy, and the dummy just kind of ragdolls over this truck. And then what they did was they they took the actor, buried him to his waist. And oh yeah, that put, was good. And it had his legs all yeah, crooked. Had a little crooked and just such a good effect. I'd forgot about that. But one. it that looked. One I mean, good. he looked. It looked authentic. I mean, it, it looked did. really, it looked really, really well. Really good. That's really cool. I guess it's time for our libation. Oh yeah. So um, I have to because. Uh, I thought this was funny. Throughout the movie, uh, they were watching the news or listening to the radio, and they kept making all these um, pretty much guesses on what's causing it. You know, you know. Well, you know, it could be a virus. It could be um, some sort of a, a weird chemical leak. It could be aliens. It could be. I mean, they had all this stuff, but I have the answer. I know what reanimated these zombies. All right, what what did that? Um, well, first of all, there's a shot called "Wake the Dead." <laughs> so, it's one ounce of coffee liqueur, one ounce of tequila. I'm in. And a half ounce of espresso. You just gather the ingredients. You put it into a cocktail shaker filled with ice. Shake it, pour it into a shot glass. There you go. Wake the dead. Got your espresso, got your tequila. You're good to go. It's your good morning drink. Yeah. And if you want something a little bit more substantial that's not a shot, something you can actually sip on, um, I have one called the Corpse Reviver. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm telling you, this is what reanimated them. I got you. I feel you. So the Corpse Reviver has... um, it's uh, la, 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 la. okay. So it's three quarter ounce of triple sec, three quarter ounce of gin, three quarter ounce of lemon juice, and then you just dash of absinthe on top of it. Oh yeah, that's right. You shake it in the cocktail shaker with ice, and you pour into a chilled glass. Nice. You can find these recipes on our show notes because our show notes are awesome. And that that's what brought those. Dead people I, back to life. I love the theme. It works. Uh, those also sounds very tasty. I know. Both of those sound good. I have the ingredients for both of those. Well, no, I don't have um, coffee liqueur. I need some. Oh, wait. I do have Kahlua. Yeah, that's, yeah that counts. Okay, good. Yes, I have the ingredients for these at home. All right. It's time for Apocrypha. First of all, there's not a lot of par- Apocrypha. Because my first note is C9 Eleven Dead 1968. <laughs> there's a whole other version of this film. There's always a lot of versions. We've mentioned there's a yeah. lot of versions of the movie. However, we, we did touch on just a little bit I wanted to talk about. So uh, this movie was originally rated X. Yes. By the MPAA. Um, this is before they had NC-17. Right before they had NC-17. I have to tell you, when you when you 
sent sent me that piece of information today. I my rated X was different from. Oh yeah, what yeah. They I, figured, were. I, I did, that was on purpose. My <laughs> mind went completely. I, I, it was I, I knew where your mind was going. <laughs> You're like sweet zombie on zombie I action. No, that's what I was thinking. It was like there's some naked something something going around. No, it's just extensive violence, which really isn't. But it's, I guess for 1990. So, originally rated X by the MPAA, following scenes had to be cut, and so the movie could be changed to rated R. Close up with the fire poker in the head uh, of the first zombie that Barbara kills, so when she kills um, Uncle Reeves, it's she she gets him really good, and and there's a close up of like a of him after he gets right. it. but it's not b- bad. It's just a really gory, extra right. gory special effect, but nothing compared to today's. Yeah, the g- gory headshot of McGruber, M- Mr. Magruder zombie when she shoots him. Uh, a, a bloodier version of the scene where she uh, kills and shoots the bald zombie who's the taxi driver right. when he tries to see under the window. But my favorite in all of this is this one, Tom blowing off the zombie's head yes. uh, with a shotgun when he's when they're on their way to the um, uh, gas pumps. That effect is awesome. It was. And the clip I have, and I'll put the clip in the show notes, has all these. But the clip, the guy put it in and he also put it in slow motion afterwards. So it's like... It, it is awesome. It looks like... It looks like a pumpkin, just you just know. pumped it up. The um, uh, so Tom Savini has written about how he how unhappy he was making this movie. How unhappy? Yeah, he was unhappy. Ah, oh. because um, it wasn't quite the way he wanted to make it. It's first time dealing with a studio, and they were just first time dealing with a uh, first time director. Right. And so the producers got real, real scary, and so all these cuts they just did on him, and and. You know, there's right. there's there's a process where when the MPA won't don't, you know say hey like this is what's too violent. Well, you can appeal that, and and he was like he never got the chance to appeal. Anything. That's terrible. So we never got the, this version, and unfortunately now that the the footage wasn't really cared for because the footage I've got is is not in great condition. It's not great. It was not terrible. No, but no, no, I've seen worse, but like the Event Horizon stuff is terrible. You can't. But again, you can't use it. So there can't right. be a, there can't be a director's cut of this. So that's sad, but you you can check check out the what footage I've got in the uh, show notes. Yeah, here's a little bar trivia. Okay, the Mercedes driven by Johnny at the beginning of the film was originally owned by Tom Savini. According to the director, it was the first car he bought after a media, uh, after a meeting with success, and it broke his heart to have to wreck it. Oh, during the filming of this movie, the um this Mr. McGruber zombie uh, was the man was a man that the director Tom Savini saw in a diner and told him that you'd make a great zombie. And the man agreed, and he showed up at the premises. <laughs> and so, nice. And then he started, and then he started showing up all the premieres. He was just like, "I'm, I'm the Mr. McGruber zombie." <laughs> uh, this is the only film in the Living Dead series which has the date I've mentioned this before. The zombie uprising, as mentioned, uh, August twenty third, nineteen eighty nine. Ben finds a Henry eighteen sixty rifle in uh, in the arms of cousin Satchel, who's uh, who uh, Uncle Reed ate in right. the house. He takes it used for a while, then Ray gives the, the gun to Barbara, who uses it for most of the movie. That's the gun where she front loads it, which is weird, but it's an right, old it rifle. Weird, yeah. but, so, here's my favorite: the characters take refuge in an isolated farmhouse early in the film. Next to one of the doors, visible in the shot in the exterior of the house, is the name of the owner, M. Celeste, and uh, now in letters and script font. This seems to be homage to the sailing ship, uh, the Marie Celeste. Which was discovered in the Atlantic Ocean, un- unmanned and under uh, under sail, heading toward the Strait of Gibraltar in 1872. Her crew was not on board, uh, the, and the only lifeboat was gone. But the ship had no damage and was seaworthy. Oh, that's crazy! Like the ship, the house was uh, 
undamaged and by this ordeal and could have been immediately occupied. According to some of Vindy's commentary on the DVD, which is true, he said the name is deliberate. Yeah, so the, uh, there's a whole ship out there that just you know, crew and everything vanished and they don't know what happened to them. Creepy. That is creepy. Screw, Mary kill. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, God. Uh, I made this one easy. Ready? Yeah. Ben, Barbara, and one other survivor who is not Harry, because let's face it, he's the worst. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we would all kill Harry. We would be like, so I, I, I figured, so so Ben, Barbara, and take your pick, which I guess would be Helen, um, Judy Rose, or Tom. Okay. Or if you want to go Uncle Reed, I'm okay with it. Cousin Satchel. Well, it doesn't matter because I would kill the other survivor. <laughs> Out of those. Barbara, I'd probably, well, I'd probably, that's hard. Because I've got a thing for Kern. <laughs> Tony Todd. So, so well, if I married him, though, then I could still screw him. Right, of course. Okay, so I'll screw Barbara and and marry Tony Todd or Ben or whatever. <laughs> I got you. You know where I'm at. I got on you. There. I got you. Um, I will. Let's see how I will do this. I will. I guess we will kill the survivor. I'm more than. <laughs> I will pick one. I, I will poor Judy Rose, because I don't believe that she's a, a teenager. <laughs> Lies. I will. I, I. I will. I will make a magical night with with Kern. <laughs> Just to know what Klingon sex is like. And then I will marry Barbara because Sarah Connor, she can keep there you me safe. Go. So, yeah. You know me, I'm always looking for security in that. That's awesome. Uh, that one That one was easy. That was easy. That was easy. So what do you think the budget for this movie was? Oh, this has got to be low budget. Let's see. They borrowed a house from an old lady. <laughs> they borrowed a house from Dude owned one of the cars in it. Um, and rednecks probably worked for real cheap. <laughs> the, sh- the sheriff the sheriff in the redneck party that they're doing the interview of uh-huh. is Johnny is the original Johnny oh okay yeah. that's cool he's the one that says hey they're real messed up I would say 2 million uh, 4.2 million okay a little bit more than what I thought but still pretty low so uh, it came out October 19th um, so real soon we're coming up to it's uh, 29th anniversary I guess oh wow yeah um it made five point eight million dollars total. Okay. So it made it, a little. It grossed. It grossed. Yeah. How do you think it did its weekend? On its weekend. Yeah. I will. I will give you the hint. It is top ten. Okay. Top ten. Um, eight. And number six. Okay. Better than you thought. I know. I would ask you what the top five movies for, but you. I know. I don't know. You know. I don't do. It's that. funny when I do this game with uh, Drew to the filmmaker. He never uh. knows. I'm like. I think I'm the only planet on the uh, person on the planet who knows this stuff. <laughs> this is why you're the pop Native American pop culture spirit guide. I know, I know. All right, so top five movies were Marked for Death. I've not seen that. You know it though? No. Steven Seagal. Okay. Memphis Bell. I don't know that one either. Oh, Memphis Bell's good. It's got um, Eric Stoltz and Matthew Modine and. Okay, never heard of. Yeah, it's good. It's a uh, it's about a World War II bomber on a mission, and it's all the young guys that are pilots. It's really really good. All right. Uh, quickly down under. I've heard of it. I've never seen it. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad movie, too. That's Tom Selleck playing a cowboy going to Australia. Uh, g- let's see. Ghost is number... I did see Ghost. Four, yeah. Oscar-nominated Ghost. And then the the um, reissue of Fantasia. 
came uh. out top five, and then number six was huh. 9/11. Day. What was the rest of the top ten? Do you know? I, I didn't have it. I just okay. I just grabbed the top five. Uh, top movie. Can you guess the top movies in 1990? The top movie. Well, in one of them I have named. You did name. I have. It m- would have to be Ghost. Right. I've yeah. Ghost. Ghost was number two. Um. 19, golly, you know, I was a senior in high school. And well, it was 1992, just 90. I, I graduated 90. Okay. I'm I thought trying you graduated to graduate uh, I have no idea. I don't remember watching TV. I got gotcha. you. Or movies. So, number five was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I didn't realize it made that much money. But Wait a minute. That's that old? Yeah, 1990. Oh, I do remember that because I had a Raphael Christmas ornament. I cannot believe that movie was. I I knew it was big. I didn't realize it was number five big. That's crazy. Number four was Pretty Woman. Oh, I love that movie. It's a good movie. Uh, number three is Dances with Wolves. Uh, that's a good movie, but it's long. Uh, it's long. He did win the Oscar that year. Uh, number uh, two is Ghost, mm-hmm. and number one is Home Alone. Oh, I didn't realize that came out in nineteen ninety. Oh. Uh. <laughs> uh uh, I was listening to uh, a podcast that had Tony Todd on it, and uh, he was talking about when he got cast for this, and uh, I cannot remember the actor who recommended it. It was uh, Lawrence Fishburne who recommended him for it because he didn't want to do it. It was him and Forrest Whitaker. They both were talking. Okay. They were like, neither one of them wanted to do it. Huh. So they are like, you, Tony Todd, because they all knew each other. And so they were like, you go you go do this. And so uh, Tony Todd said, okay, I will. And, got, and so he got the part, and he got the part, but he, they, he came in and did the reading, and then... Tom Savini was like, well, can you go read this line, this line, and just step out and come back in? He said, sure, no problem. He stepped out for a few minutes, come back in, had, he already memorized his lines. Right. Tom Savini was like, I had him right then. He was our Ben. And he also looked like the original guy. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like win-win right there. And so and he was thrilled to do it. He had just had a kid, and it was a steady job, and he loved it. You know, so yeah. he had a blast. He had a real He has such fun. a great voice. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. So it's just like, like Tony Todd has, like, this is basically the Tony Todd podcast. Because, you know. Right. This is a great movie. Go watch the, at least the first Candyman is brilliant. It is. And he's so I remember watching that with my mom. My mom and I are, are huge horror fans. Right. And, uh, so well, that's where I got mom. it from. That's where I got it from. But um not your mom, my mom. Right. Which is, you know But I would watch a horror film with your mom. But I remember watching Candyman with her and it was really, I mean, I just we I thought that was an amazing movie. It was it's great. It was so, brilliant. Uh he's the um Undertaker in the um Final Destination films. Yeah. Do you know how I talked to my mom to watching Joker? Because she doesn't like, quote, comic book movies a right. whole lot. I told her, I'd sent her an article. I said, here, Mom, there's this article in this movie that people are walking out because it's so disturbing. You want to go see it? <laughs> She's like, yeah. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. That's cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, so everybody, like said, everybody except Tom Savini seemed to have a good time on this job and movie. And so That's uh, awesome, I like man. it. I'd recommend it. You? Yeah, absolutely I would. It's a fun movie. It's um like I said, it's not it's not as cheesy as I thought it would be until the end. It's kinda would, kinda crazy. It's got early late Walking Dead uh effects. Yeah, so I'm saying it's you know, especially if you're a fan of the early Walking Dead seasons, watch it. Right. Oh yeah. If you're it, a fan of of the Walking Dead, then you'll definitely enjoy it. Mean, it movie. basically ends where they go find Daryl and, and, and Merle anyway. Yeah, that's <laughs> and right. Barbara goes goes find them and <laughs> pretty much. All right. Well, that's uh, about it for this show. Unless you got anything else you want to add? Not that I can think of at the moment. I'm ready to go drink some of those drinks. No, I am too. This is so delicious. Uh, but you get to find them on the show notes. Yay. Yay. <laughs> uh, you can find uh, us at uh, scottywhite.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at, at scottywhite. 
Yep. Uh, you can also find me on scottywhite.com and my um, Instagram is always Stephanie. Yeah, she's been so, posting. There you go. She's been posting on Instagram. I do. I do Instagram. She, I do Twitter. You can find me on Twitter too. There's a link to my Twitter on scottywhite.com. Yeah, you're, you're um, Stephanie S. Ward. Dot, no, Stephanie S. Ward one. Ron, yeah, because for I thought it was always Stephanie, and then I was like, no, that's my Instagram. Right. One, but when I was doing um, the lower thirds for the videos, I had to go back and double check. I was like, oh, I had to fix it. Oh yeah. Um, this is me saying this is our contribution to the multiverse. Go out and make yours. Bye. Don't get zombies to kill you. That would be bad. They're coming to get you, Barbara. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.